Yeah, you're going to have to get used to wearing long pants again. <laughs> no, no, you just put them on. You just put them on one leg at a time like everybody else. You're nothing special. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, got to run. Somebody's pointing the camera at me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Bye. Hey, how you doing? Uh, wow, talk about a change in seasons. We are uh, just about at the end of summer and the beginning of autumn. It's a little autumnal in the air today. Welcome, by the way, to season four, episode 20 of uh, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry, fueled by Gales Gas Bars. We are supported by Verge Insurance Group, Hartzell Marine, as well as Ace Alignment, powered by WeStream. Uh, surprise, Kevin's even here holding the camera this week because he's been so busy. And, by the way, we are headed into, as per usual, Fiddler's Poor House here on St. Paul Street in downtown St. Catharines. So come on in. We're going to get settled. Uh, there was a, a tragedy in uh, Niagara Falls last week. On the 6th of September, a young man was stabbed to death. We're going to be speaking with uh, a young lady um, that knew him well, his uh, sister-in-law, as a matter of fact. She's going to be joining us on the show to talk about Miguel Flores. Tell us a little bit about this young man. Sad story. Also, uh, another... Another laugh fest, I guess, on the flip side of the coin. We have a comedy show coming up as a fundraiser. We're going to be talking about that as well here on Niagara Forum 11 Live with Lee Sterry. Even as we speak at this very moment, there is something going on on Queenston Street in St. Catharines, right around the Bunting Road area, not too far from the Welling Canal. Um, big police presence. Something's going on. And uh, we'll check uh, on that as well in uh, about 30 seconds. So come on in. Let's get her done. Here we are. Make sure the earpiece is, is in there. Um, wow. Kevin, the reason I'm hesitating here is um, I do want to talk about uh, what's going on on uh, Queenston Street. And we're going to be talking, again, this is a sad story, we're going to be talking with Kia Destiny, who's the sister-in-law of Miguel Flores, who was uh, murdered in Niagara Falls last week. That's coming up at about 12.20 today. Now, Kevin, let's, let's go to uh, what we know, if anything, about what's happening on Queenston Street Road, in uh, Queenston Street, right? Yeah, in St. Catharines, because large emergency services uh, presence in the area of Bunting Road and Queenston Street, you know, not too far from Victoria Lawn Cemetery uh, and the the, the bridge across the Welland Canal, you know the area. Um, the roadway is blocked. That's at least that's what we heard at last blush. Uh, if that's changed, we would appreciate you by all means letting us know. You can click on the link at the bottom of the stream that's happening right now and pop in and give us an update if you 
could do that, that would be awesome, uh, awesome if you're in the area. So that's what, that's what we know. The only thing that we know really is the fact that there are comments, anyone with anything in regards to Martindale, no, that's a different thing altogether. Um, forensic services, according to Jennifer, uh, are at Bunting and Queenston now. Now that was a little while ago. Uh, Jana says seems almost daily or weekly. There's a strong police presence somewhere. That's true. And here Dylan has a little insight. Uh, Dylan says I was driving my friend to work 6 a.m. We were caught in the middle of a raid. What it looked to be at Queenston and Bunting armored truck and raid vehicles. Police out with big guns. Okay. And here you go. Mandy says she lives in the area. Uh, yeah. Um, live next to it and it was insane got some video of them over the loudspeaker for over an hour repeating the same thing over and over and then watching the police with all their big guns and this was definitely a sight and sound to wake up to still no clue the reasoning behind it we heard the breach which sounded like a flashbang and then another even louder bang moments later did not sound like gunshots there's now regular police units, forensics unit, civilian vehicles, and just in the perimeter that I can see, there's three different undercover vehicles. This is crazy as hell. I guess so. Uh, we had neighbors across from us who constantly had the police there, but nothing like that. And then just other bits and pieces and questions. And just so you know, I reached out to Mandy and invited her onto the program. I'm like, hey, if you saw this yeah. and you've got video on it, uh, tell us what the heck's going on. Now, the area itself in question, Lee, I mean, it's kind of industrial. I um, mean, right there at the bridge. This well, is yeah, Bunting sort of. and, isn't this Bunting and Queenston right here, just, just east of Victoria Lawn Cemetery? Yeah. Yeah. you got some industrial buildings right here. The Good Eats Diner, George's Greek yeah, Village. Yeah, the Good Eats is, yeah. As I said, right near the right near the canal, right near the bridge. There are some homes here as there these are. New, as these new developments go in. So, yeah. is it in one of the new developments? I don't. I don't know. Is it even at a house? I guess it is. I don't know. We don't know a lot. I mean, here are the comments from me asking Mandy if she wants to come on the program. Yeah. So again. Yeah, here you go. Alicia says same thing. My heart was pumping the armored vehicle. There you go. 402 Queenston Street. Arrest warrant being carried out. 402 Queenston Street, St. Catharines. Area sealed off. Please use caution. Why is that? Why is the poster identity black? Okay. So, oh, okay. I had it wrong. I had it out at the Welland Canal Parkway. Sorry about that, Lee. This is the Bunting Road area. My apologies for that. Right near Kernahan. Yeah, there's Kernahan Park right there. So 402, right on the corner. Oh, all right. So sorry, we had that wrong. We did have... How did we have that wrong? Well, it's confusing. But Bunting and Queenston is not... That's so not I mean, we all know there's... That's looking up down Bunting is what I would call. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, Apologies so for that. I had... That's the road that comes up at... I had my head sort of screwed on funny. And there we go right there. That would be the house. Okay. If, in fact, that information is correct. Yeah. Okay. 
So that makes more sense. Yeah, you're right. We were out there at uh, Welland Canal Parkway. Yeah. Here you go, 402 Queenston Corner House Arrest Warrant Loudspeaker. Come, Come up with, with your hands up, 6.20 a.m. People are watching this stream thinking, no, that's not where it is. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Forensics. I can't, I can't remember seeing as many posts in the past about forensics units being on site. That's not, that's not a regular occurrence, surely. Doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. Jen? What happened? We don't really know yet. So far, it's unexplained. Okay. There we go. So, um, before we continue with other things that have been going on, a lot of things happening around Niagara. I can't, uh, I can't believe, by the way, how much traffic there is in our area on the main thoroughfare, mainly, mainly the Queen Elizabeth Highway, but wow, so many accidents, so much thick traffic, both directions. Uh, it's, I don't remember Kevin seeing a season like this. Is it because we have more people in the area? Is it because more people are coming here? Is it because it's post COVID and we're now getting used to the traffic again? I don't know. But man, it's getting pretty tough to travel between here and Burlington, I'll tell you. And past that, uh, I know it costs money, but I jump onto the 407. If I'm going, if I'm going anywhere east of Burlington, I'm on the 407. Now, or you're traveling at 4:07 a.m. I mean, those are exactly. the only two ways to get through. That's that is absolutely true. And you've been traveling a fair bit. Uh, smooth segue that that was. Yeah. Uh, with with the WeStream. We have been, crowd. and I want to share some of the video maybe later in the program, but uh, went up to Sarnia on Sunday uh, where I helped a friend of ours, David Burroughs, stream a preseason game for the Sarnia Sting. Mm -hmm. So uh, hello, Niagara Ice Dogs. We have a local live streaming company that just drove all the way to Sarnia to stream their preseason game. So, you know, I don't think the Ice Dogs are streaming their preseason <laughs> no, game. So if you wanted to, you got a local company right here that just drove all the way to Sarnia to help out the Sting. And then from there, went directly to CFB Borden. And we are very happy with our partnership with the Canadian military. And we are at CFB Borden. I want to say station there, right? I mean, we stay on base. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we stay on base at CFB Borden. We eat in uh, Vickers Mess Hall. It's an absolute cool experience each and every time we visit one of our Canadian forces uh, bases. And we were there doing their... Um, Canadian men's and women's slow pitch championships. Yeah, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Little rain yesterday. And speaking of segways, Lee, um, <laughs> you know I had to I had to drive all over the place, and uh, and gas is getting expensive. But wherever I go, I always get Gales. And uh, let's take a moment just to, to highlight Gales. Let's do that um, because yeah, Gales well, Gas Bar is limited, of course, uh, have been longtime title sponsors of this program, and they were honored with this award that you see on the screen right now. 2023 award winner for diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, from the convenience store industry. That's, that's the word I was searching for. Part of being a responsible business is ensuring a safe environment for our staff, our suppliers, 
and our customers. That's part of what makes Gales a great place to support our commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion has now been recognized on the national stage. We are the proud recipients of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Impact Award from Canada Convenience Store News. And uh, congratulations. We've been talking about that um, inclusiveness of Gales for quite some time on this program. Uh, their uh, rainbow register, which very, very few companies in their sector are, which means it is a safe place for staff and customers alike of the uh, LGBTQ plus community. Uh, there it is, 2SL, and there's a lot of different letters involved there, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and that, of course, is, uh, that registration comes with the Chamber of Commerce of Ontario. So it speaks to the culture of Gales and the environment that can be expected when visiting any of our establishments, says Jessica Friesen, who is the uh, owner-operator of Gales Gas. So congratulations, Jess, to you and your team, and uh, to Gales Gas Bars. We're very, very proud that uh, you continue to sponsor this program, along with our other supporters, Verge Insurance, Hartzell Marine, Ace Alignment, uh, as well as the Beau Chapeau Hat Shop. Been a busy place in Niagara on the Lake. Uh, over the last little while. And uh, Kevin, you were talking about, uh, I'm going to rewind a little bit here, you were talking about going up to Sarnia to help our uh, our comrade uh, Dave Burroughs stream the Sting game. We have been trying, you have been trying, to line up a piece so that we could kind of get an update on what's happening with the Niagara Ice Dogs. And it's been like pulling teeth, as the saying goes. To get anywhere with uh, setting something up like that, you went, you went through uh, some hoop jumping over the past week trying to get... Uh, well, I mean, I think that would be an overstatement. I mean, really, we, um, we talked to their communications person, had a great conversation with the guy, young guy, full-time employee there, mm -hmm. Niagara Ice Dogs, very happy for him that they hired local from Brock University. Followed up with an email saying, hey, we're looking to have Darren join us next week on the program right at this time. Just Darren to talk, Dobler is yeah, the owner of the club. The new owner of the Niagara Ice Dogs. Talk about uh, the season ahead and what's going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. And um, we literally just never heard back. Yeah, it's They never responded to the email. Even saying, sorry, Darren's not available at that time. Yeah. Just didn't hear anything. Yeah. So uh, we do... We do try to keep in touch with all things Niagara, and of course we've got a hockey season coming up, and well, it's here, I guess, for all intents and purposes. So, um, anyway, just want to let you know every now and then that uh, we strike out. There's another sports reference. Speaking of which, there have been a few strikeouts in the Toronto Blue Jays games. Gosh, they've been hard to watch over the last little while. What is it? Vladdy and... Uh, and the, the shortstop, Bo? Bo, yeah. 0 for 16. They're 0 for 16. Both of them are 0 for 8. Not going not gonna to win a spot in the playoffs playing like that. No, it makes it, makes it very difficult. Um, Lee, here's what I'm coming across. There's a, a big fire downtown. I'm just going to get uh, Kaya lined up here okay. um, for that interview. But this, uh, this fire downtown last week, boy, oh, boy, had lots of people talking right at King Street, just around the corner from us here. Not too far at all. Boy, we've had a lot of buildings go up and come down in various stages for various reasons over the last while in downtown St. Catharines. Fire department on the scene four days ago. 
uh, working structure fire in the 1 to 10 block of King Street. And chances are that building, that structure is going to have to come down. I don't, it doesn't look much like it's going to be able to be saved at all other than to just knock it down and put it back up. I could be wrong, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't bode well for, for that building. That was the only building we lost, Kevin, but there were some buildings next door or around it that had some damage too. Yeah, there were. I mean, you know, whenever there's a fire like that and once you start putting water on it and fire suppressants, a lot of times that does as much damage as the fire itself, especially yeah. to neighboring buildings. So. Yeah, you might put the fire out, but you certainly do destroy what's going on inside, perhaps. Was, okay. I mean, that was middle-of-the-day type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kia Destiny is the sister-in-law of a young man who was tragically killed, stabbed, in the city of Niagara Falls on September the 6th, and she joins us now. Hi, Kia. How are you? Are you doing okay? Hello. I'm, I'm doing... All right, as best as I can be. Yeah. Can you tell us, before we go any further, what your relationship... I said uh, Miguel is your brother-in-law, correct? Can you can you describe yes. that relationship for me? Um, I, I was very close with Miguel. Miguel was a great guy. Um, he is... Uh, he's the father to my niece. Um, uh, she's 12 years old, so she is un understanding about everything that's also going on. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and as I understand it, there's a large group of people that have known each other for a long time, of which you and Miguel, uh, our friend Justin Preston and other people, um, are, are pretty, have, have been pretty closely knit over the years. Am I correct in that? Yes. Give us the background. Now, this uh, Miguel lived in Fort Erie? Yes, Miguel lived in Fort Erie for years. Um, all of us did, and we were very close. Um, we went to high school together. We stayed in contact after high school. Uh, we were very close, all of us. How old was Miguel? Uh, Miguel was 30 years old. 30. Okay. Um, can you walk us through, to the best of your understanding, what happened in the wee small hours of September the 6th? What happened? So, from my understanding, Miguel was at a, a small bar in Niagara Falls, um, and there was a woman there that was picking on him and she wouldn't leave him alone the whole night. Um, when Miguel went to leave, there was people already waiting for him and he was ambushed. Miguel tried running home um, and he was attacked by seven people. There was five guys and two girls, including the guy that was arrested for the stabbing. Um, and Miguel was on his own? Miguel was on his own, yes. What was... What was this woman, what was her, what was her issue? What was the problem? So apparently he, he bumped, when he first got there, he bumped into her going into the bar. 
Okay. Um, and then from there on, she there was I don't know an issue that happened. Um, there was an arm wrestle. She wanted to arm wrestle him, and he won. And whatever happened after that, it was all. And he when when he when he left this this bar. What area of Niagara Falls was it in? Uh, the bar was on the street it happened on. It was the walk-in bar. Okay. Yeah, sadly, that's the one I was going to say. Yeah? I was yeah. thinking it was the walk-in, yeah. And where yep. where is that, Kevin? Uh, it's right on... Um, Victoria, oh, Right on Victoria, yeah. Victoria, near Clifton yeah. Hill? Uh, north of there. North, yeah. Yeah, so... And seven people. There were seven people involved, yes. Including this 31-year-old Devin Kinnear, who, yes. who stabbed Miguel. Now, did... I mean, it, it was it was it was it happened at something like three o'clock in the morning, right? Yes. Yep. Boy, nothing good happens at three o'clock in the morning. Um, yep. So, what, did did somebody call an an ambulance or nine one one or what 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 happened then? So, from my understanding, he was they chased him down the road. He was only like two minutes from home. Um, they chased him down the road. He was attacked outside the SO and then across the street uh, from the SO is where he he got stabbed and killed and left. Um, I'm not exactly sure who called 911. Um, wow. Uh, and then he passed away either at the scene or at the hospital or whatever. I guess you don't know. Yes. Um, what did what did Miguel do for a living? Um, he was he cleaned with his his father. Mm-hmm. They had like their own company. And he now lived, or at the time he was living in Niagara Falls, not in Fort Erie any longer, but still closely, re- closely connected to the Fort Erie community, I guess. Yes. Okay. Um, so he's the dad of your niece. Your brother and bro, brother-in-law. So he was married to your sister. Um, they were. They had their complications. They weren't. They they weren't still together. Oh, okay. Um, but he, I still look at Miguel as family, and he will always be family. Is there any planned um, recognition or celebration of life or something for Miguel? Um, as of right now, um, his mother would like just for like close family for the funeral arrangements and everything. She doesn't want she doesn't want anything more than just family right now. Um, there will be a celebration of life, um, but I'm not exactly sure what day that's going to be as of right now. Um, we're still trying to figure everything out for that. Okay. Now, this man that has been charged with second degree murder with in in relation to Miguel's death Devin Kinnear 31 years old do we know anything about uh, about what transpired there do you know any because there was a surveillance picture of which I'm I know you're aware that the police had of him and because of information received it was obvious that 
he was going to be identified, but he he turned himself in the next day. Yes. Um, do you know what transpired between the incident and that happening? Do you have any background on that? Um, no, I'm not exactly sure who he is or what involvement he had in it. Mm -hmm. um, I This was the first time of me ever hearing his name. Um, I'm, I'm glad he turned himself in. It was the right thing to do. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure who he is. Okay. Kia, Kevin Jack wants to pop in and uh, ask you a question. Yeah, here. sorry, Kia. Um, just sprang to mind. I mean, Miguel was there by himself that night. So where are you getting all your information from? Um, I know people that were that were around when it happened. I know um, there was video footage of things that were happening from different locations. Hmm. Um, so. Okay. Was it was it normal for for Miguel to be out at three o'clock in the morning? I guess if you say it was close to home, it was uh, a local. A local meeting spot for him yeah yeah he uh, he was only the bar is literally like five minutes from his house my goodness is there anything else that we can pass along uh, on behalf of the family or yourself um, anything else that you'd like to say while you have the opportunity and I know you're kind of broken up about it and I don't want to put more pressure on you than you need but uh, I thought we'd give you the platform before we say goodbye if there's anything else you wanted to say um i would just like if there is anybody else that was out there that witnessed what happened or has any information on what happened to please come forth and talk to us or police and help us okay help okay. us um i got you yeah okay okay um, um how does a disagreement with one woman in a bar turn into being swarmed by seven people outside the bar? Do you have any? Do you have any idea? Have you have you heard anything? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Um, I do know that Miguel was robbed of all of his money he had on him and all of his jewelry. Um, I I don't know how it had to come to a man losing his life. Um, now. But yet, we've heard that um, Miguel was a good man, and I he don't. Was a great man. I don't doubt that for a second. Was was he ever prone to getting involved with altercations like this at all in the past? No, Miguel did not like. Um, he didn't like fighting. He didn't like any of that. He was a peaceful person. He was always the one to stand up for what he believed was right. Um, so this is this is very shocking to all of us. Okay, this is the first that I'm hearing that there was more than just the person who was arrested involved. Um, have you heard anything from police or have any idea as to why they're not casting a wider net? I mean, yeah, it seems that there are six thinking. other people that are accessory to at least assault, if not murder, on some degree. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I haven't directly talked to the police as of right now because I was not there. Um, but as I am hearing more of what happened, it's... I, I'm not exactly sure. There was 
one story or a piece of a story that I read that said it began as an altercation between two groups, but to hear you tell it, Miguel was entirely alone. Yes. He was not with anybody else? No. Okay. Well, we're very, very sorry for your loss. Um, and please pass those condolences on to the family. I'm, I'm sure they're either watching now or will will watch it, so they'll hear that. Um, I, I, can't, uh, I can't imagine what it must feel like. I hope I never really know. So people will say, I know what you're going through, but they don't. So and I understand that. But we thank you for having the courage uh, to come in and talk to us and tell us about Miguel, because one of the things that I didn't see in any of the stories that were released by the police or anyone else was his name. Yeah. Uh, there were no there were no stories. It just said a, a, a man was stabbed to death on September the sixth in Niagara Falls, and they gave us the name of the alleged perpetrator, the person that was arrested, that turned himself in. But nowhere in any of the stories was there anything about Miguel Flores. And I, I thought he was the most important part of the story. Uh, his parents did want to keep it um, quiet for now, um, but okay. uh, I, we think that he needs the justice. Um, yes. To be, especially for his, his daughter, she needs, she needs the justice, we, so. And, and Kai, I mean, Miguel, as we're learning a little more, is this, is this a guy that, uh, that grew up in Niagara, attended elementary school, high school, has a, has a wide social group within Niagara, Niagara Falls? Um, yeah, we, uh, we grew up in Fort Erie. Oh, sorry. Yeah, uh, apologies. Sorry, yeah. I know we covered that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But that, no, that's fine. Um, and to, to hear others tell it that I've talked to, there is a pretty wide swath of the community in Fort Erie that's pretty broken up about the loss of Miguel, especially in this tragic fashion. So to all those people, um, our thoughts are with you. So. Okay, Kia, stay in touch, keep us posted. Let us know if we can do anything for you, okay? Okay, thank you. All right. Thank you very Have much. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Senseless, Kevin. Senseless, mindless, violence. Nothing uh, good happens at 3 o'clock in the morning. I think all of us in the community wondered what this story was. Yeah. We heard that there had been a, a late night slash early morning stabbing, and then hours later that that man had succumbed to the injuries, and now, okay, now it's a murder, and we're looking for this suspect, and you go, boy, what happened? But to and go... Un unfortunately, the truth doesn't set me free. It's... No, we still, it, still seems, it still seems murky and strange. And to go to your point, if there were seven people that were involved in the altercation all against Miguel, are we looking for them? This guy from apparently, so the information reads is from Kitchener. Obviously here with friends visiting. It's one of the reasons why we have all that traffic on the Queen Elizabeth Highway that I was talking about is it's a popular and becoming even uh, more and more popular 
entertainment destination for people outside of Niagara, which is a good thing until something like this happens and then it's not anywhere near that. But where, what about the other people? They must, to go to your, what you said before, Kevin, that they, they, other people played some role in this. What about the uh, what about the woman inside the bar? Yeah, what's with this like arm wrestling and stuff? I mean, was there some good-natured kidding in there to begin with? You know, anytime you mix crowds with alcohol, uh, emotions can change pretty fast. So, and I, I'm I'm not making any any conjectures here. It's just that no, but I a mean, lot of unanswered questions. You know, exactly, but if we're talking about an ambush outside the bar for something that happened inside the bar and people were waiting, that means that the girl or people inside the bar contacted people outside and... Or the people inside did leave and, and those, waited until Miguel... All those people are just as culpable as the yeah. person that was arrested. I would think so. Okay. Gosh. Um, okay. Lee, let's take a look at this. I mean, this is crime on a much smaller scale. Um... As a, we had, I don't know, this isn't really porch pirate stuff. But Watch it's this, though. I was, this was on Niagara 411, as you can see on the post. That, this woman, it looks like she's just walking into her own driveway and going for a cycle. But that's not what's happening at all. She walks into somebody's property, goes up to this orange rocky mountain bike, calmly gets on it, and rides away. Just ho-hum, gonna take a little bike for a ride here. And it's not her bike, and it's not her property. And it's broad daylight, as you can see by the shadowing. Carlton Street, between Geneva and Vine. Is it a crime of convenience? I mean, she just, she's got a backpack on. Was she just kind of walking by and, oh, I could use a new bike. Taking her time, off she goes. Calm as you please. See ya. Bye. Thanks for the bike. <laughs> God. I mean, broad daylight, Kevin. Too. What is going on with people? It's bizarre. That's the strangest thing to me is that it's middle of the day. Yes. And you walk right up, and there's a window right there in that one that one wall. Whether it's a garage window or whatever it is, there's. She probably deduced that there was nobody at home or nobody watching. Other than that nice big camera. <laughs> Doofus. But why do people do this? What, what, what happened to the mantra of what's yours is yours and mine is mine and I'm going to let you keep what's yours? This is ridiculous. She wasn't, she didn't look like she was down and out or a street person or anything like that that needed the money. Who knows, though? what challenges people are faced with. But she sure looked pretty calm about the whole ordeal. Also, there was a, a Welland, a small, a small business. A really small business. Kind of like a one-person business. Bakery-style business. Broken into. Called Sam's Sweets and Stuff. 
again, there's some pretty murky pictures there. I don't know that you could ever identify anybody from that shot, but it had just opened at the end of August. It was broken into and robbed. Countless items were stolen, food, tablets, cell phone, Kojiko box, all of the baked goods that this lady had made for the following day, cupcakes, etc. four packs of soft drinks, chocolate bars, like someone's, someone's livelihood. A, a small business, smaller than small business on King Street in, in Welland. Devastating, devastating for someone that has a dream of running their own business and, and having a life that they've made for themselves. Disgusting. Why are you gonna, why are you stealing cookies and brownies? I can, I understand that people have all sorts of needs and they break into places to try to get money and such, but brownies and cookies and like, you're just, you're just, you're just being mischievous for no, for no reason. Not that there should be any reason for breaking into some place in the first place, but you know what I'm talking about. At least leave the person their livelihood. I don't know. It becomes, it becomes a little depressing, Mr. Jack, for me sometimes. It when does, I watch what, what humans do to humans, it, it's just, it's disheartening. When it's so petty, it is. Yeah. I don't know why, I mean... Do I give a pass to things that are a little more targeted? Like, okay, it was it was a complex bank robbery. Yeah. Do I don't know. Do I cheer for the heist more than the smash and grab? I mean, we shouldn't, but this stuff is just senseless. Like, well, just walking along the street at three in the morning, so I'll smash this window and take what I can. Yeah. Millions and millions of dollars worth of stolen goods from an airplane in Toronto doesn't bother me nearly as much as this little smash and grab in Welland. Yeah, I don't know what that makes us, but I would agree. I don't know what it makes us either. It's just, uh, it's just so maddening when, when just the regular person on the street, your neighbor, is, is put through that kind of trauma. What sort of motivation is there to continue on or to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and um, get on with your life if you can? Because chances are, there was quite amount, quite an amount of personal investment in that stuff that was taken. Even the time involved in baking those things and stocking those shelves and just ah, it's just just nasty, 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 nasty. Here, Lee, let me share one with you here. Uh, that one was uh, oh gosh, what was the name of the shop there that was robbed? Sam's Sweets. Yeah, Sam's Sweets and Stuff. Yeah. So it reminded me, as I took my little trip, I went from Sarnia to C.F.P. Borden right. on Sunday night. Yeah. And that brought me through a lot of lovely small towns, including Listowel. Haven't been to Listowel since my hockey playing days. Long time ago, I was there, yeah. And couldn't help when I went down. Look at the name of that store that's on the main street. Diana Sweets. In Listowel? In Listowel, and I drove right by it. And of course, for those of us that know Niagara well, Diana Sweets was a long time local restaurant right here on St. Paul Street in St. Catharines. I mean, look at that. Is there any connection? Does anybody know? 
Well, it's quite it's quite the coincidence. It is, and it looks like old timey. It does. You know, like there we go there with an old. Like that looks to me that blue sign is a little older. That sign right under the door looks like wow. it's old timey. Welcome to Diana Sweets. Isn't that something? You never mentioned that to me before. It's the first I've seen that. No, I just it was reminded when I saw the you know Sam Sweets. And I was like, right, I drove by Diana Sweets, and I did a double take. And I mean, look at that. <laughs> Isn't that something? Is that, I mean, Diana Sweets on St. Paul predates my time here. Yes. Is that sign that, that's on the screen now, does that, was that the same sign? I don't that remember. Was... I don't remember. When Diana Sweets in uh, St. Catharines was in its heyday, I was spending more time in Niagara Falls. I grew up. I grew up more in the Falls area and Black Creek, Fort Erie side of things. It wasn't until I was a little bit older that I started spending more time in St. Catharines. So I, I, don't, I don't have a really clear memory of its signage, so I couldn't speak to that. And just, but it sure is a coincidence. So there it is. In, I mean, uh, I know I was in Diana Suites. They had the beautiful old uh, style booths that uh, you sat in. Small little town of Listowel. Isn't that something? Huh. Crazy. Yeah. It'd be nice to know if there was a connection there somewhere. We have a missing person also that uh, we wanted to highlight. Uh, his name is uh, Joel Mills. And he's been missing how long now? Uh, just getting to the report here. Yeah, but, okay. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to spring that no, on you. No, but I saw today, and I'll try and pull up that as well, that there's, um, I think there's a, an organized search going on either today or, or in the next couple of days. But okay. here, we'll get some of the details out there. So it's not, it, it's not a case necessarily of just him being someplace and people don't know that he went there. This, he really is missing. 31 years old. Officers assigned searching for Joel. He was last seen uh, September 6th again, okay? 11 o'clock at night on September the 6th, last week, in the area of Jepson Street in uh, Niagara Falls. Joel's description is as follows. Give us a little scroll, if you would, there, Kev. I know you're doing other stuff behind the scenes there. White male, six feet tall, 200 pounds, red curly hair, red facial hair. There, the cops as well as the family concerned for his welfare. So as per usual, if you have any information or have you seen Joel since the 6th of September at any time, get in touch with law enforcement. 688-4111. Unfortunately, we know that number all too well. And you know what, Lee? I don't want to... I don't mean to make light of a serious situation. I want to pull up some more information if I can find out about that search party, but yeah. I think it would behoove all of us to take a picture of us holding a cat. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, is that not the the cutest missing persons photo? Yeah. And again, I know it's very serious, and my apologies to the family for the insensitivity of that, but, I mean, come on. You can't be an animal lover and have people not wonder where you are. Animals animals and children. 
worth a thousand words, so says the picture. Here, right. I want to see what, uh, what the internet tells us here. So I'm just searching for his name. There you go. This is actually my sister-in-law. He's a cousin of somebody they know. Okay. Contact police. Nope, that's not it. Niagara Talent shirt is, is not it. Joe Mills. Oh, that was somebody's. I mean, here, this is obviously a relative, right? Josh Mills. Please yeah. share urgent. My cousin Joel has been missing for a couple of days now. Obviously, there's somebody else, maybe. Where? I'll see if I can find that. Um, Where do these people go? There are still some missing person mysteries lingering here in Niagara. That you go, Leo, have throw us this scratching up. our heads. So this is from uh, Josh, which again identified oh, okay. as, a, as a cousin. Yeah. Search plan for tomorrow evening, eighteen Five hours ago. So that would be tonight. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Yeah, it was posted 18 hours ago. 5 o'clock this afternoon, Shoppers Drug Mart, Victoria Avenue, Niagara Falls. Planned search. Yeah, there we go. September 13th, around 5-ish. Right. They're going to walk down near the Whirlpool and the Gorge. There's uh, going to be some maps of the area printed out to have with whoever joins the search. And they have lots of flyers if you're able to join. That'll be great. If you can't come till later, message them and they can let you know where they are. If you're not able to join, keep the prayers going. Just going to read some of the comments on this. Yes. Praying every day. Okay. I was just there and... Oh, I just missed oh, that. Yeah, so I was just saying they were just there. So this is Lindsay Jonovich. Oh, sorry, gosh. How did I get back? Oh, what did I press? <laughs> oh, the infamy of our technology. One button, oh, and off gosh, we go. Now where am I? While you're doing that, I want to take a moment out once again to thank the supporters of this program. You're very, very important to us. Gales Gas Bar is limited, our primary sponsor. Locally owned and operated for three generations. Here to help with all of your petroleum needs. Uh, including fuel oil and the trucks go out 24 7 if necessary in all kinds of weather winter is uh, I know you don't want to hear about it but it's coming up again and they're out there fueling Niagara as well as helping to fuel this program and for that we thank them and uh, congratulations to them for their most recent acknowledgement as as well and I, I didn't I didn't want to get it uh, I didn't want to get it wrong Da -da 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 -da. I can just scroll down for you, Lee. Yeah. Uh, in, oh, there go. Impact there. Award winner. I got it. Uh, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Award from the Canadian Convenience Store News, the award winner for 2023. So congratulations. Well-deserved. Well-deserved on, uh, on behalf of uh, Jessica Friesen and all of the staff and friends and family, Gail's Gas Bars. Well done. Also, I want to make sure that uh, Verge Insurance Group, 
is always mentioned in conjunction with our sponsors. Mark Shirk, uh, Son Blake, and all of the staff have been just, just so consistent in their support of this program uh, and asked nothing back from us other than the fact that we acknowledge that they do this and uh, support all the information that we can possibly pass on with regard to what happens in and around Niagara, Verge Insurance Brokers, another Niagara born and bred company. Thank you very much for uh, for being a part of this of this show. Also, um, Heart Soul Mer oh, we'll do Ace Alignment next because that's what we see on the screen right now. Specializing in wheel alignments and brakes and suspension, MTO motor vehicle inspection location as well, front end work and just about whatever ails any kind of vehicle that you own. So. Stop in there sometime and see Darren and Matt if you think you have a need. Those are the two guys that pretty much keep Niagara on its wheels and tires filled, etc. at Ace Alignment. And um, they're, they're located on um, North Street in St. Catharines. Okay? And not to be forgotten is Hartzell Marine, Niagara's exclusive Legend Boats dealer. As a matter of fact, I saw one of the, one of the one of the boats on I was thinking, that's, that had to come from Hartzell Marine. There was a boat on the trailer, and there are also Mer uh, Mercury dealerships as well. So, and there, there it was, a legend bass boat with a Mercury motor on the back. And I thought, I'll bet you dollars to donuts that came from Hartzell Marine. Yeah, and this time of year, Lee, if you're talking service, you're going to want to get those boats winterized. Indeed. So go see Dave and his crew up there because Dave uh, DeGrave. they got everything you need and the expertise. On uh, Ormond Street in Thorold. So thank you to all those people that support this program. Um, we really, we really do appreciate it. And to Nick, and uh, all of your supporters and contributors at Niagara 411. Always a pleasure to share information with you and uh, steal your name a little bit for the program. Uh, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry, and of course Kevin Jack co-founder with Brandon Scram of Niagara's, well, actually Canada's premier streaming service. I don't know if there is another. There are other companies that try to do similar things to yours, Kevin, but there's definitely something that sets you guys apart. Yeah, they do it more awkwardly and they they charge a lot more. Let's <laughs> just uh, go with that. Yeah, so, and it's, it, it's, it's not a case of just uh, you want your wedding on uh, uh, recorded it's it's not just doing this <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that anyway for any event that you have planned or want to plan and you want it kept for all time call we stream all right so uh lee yeah i think now's a good time to uh just show you a little bit of what we were doing up in uh, you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, why not? We, we could do that now. We'll, we'll do the. We'll do another smooth segue over into uh, the world of okay. streaming. So here we are. Oh, we're at Camp Borden now. Yeah, this is CFB Borden, and this is yeah. the uh, the men's slow pitch championship. So you see here we have uh, Team Atlantic. Just you know, this this screen has cropped it off just a little bit. So we got Team Atlantic against Team Quebec to be Team Quebec Juggernauts. They were from, I believe, CFB Bagotville. Okay. And, oh gosh, the Atlantic team, maybe CFB Gagetown. I'm not entirely oh, sure okay. where know. they were from. But every, every sports tournament they have, they have representatives from a CFB base out west. Yeah. So basically everything west of Ontario. 
Okay. They have a team from Ontario. They have a team from Quebec. Right. And they have a team from the Maritimes called Team Atlantic. Okay. Am so, I looking at this right at the bottom of the sixth uh, inning and it's 21 to 19? It's slow pitch. This is a high score. And game. these these guys are good. They max out. They I mean, good. these are military men. So you start, I mean, some of these guys are behemoths. You know, you're talking six six, six seven, athletic as you can be. Yeah. And I mean, it's nothing for them to pop this ball out 300 feet. Well, this catcher, number 12, he's a... Oh, he's a big boy. He's a pretty big fella. Yeah, he's an absolute <laughs> big boy. I love those uh, I love those retro-style uniforms that, that uh, they're wearing as well with that shading and uh, purple. It looks like uh, Field of Dreams or something. So you got to see how the game ended here. So they actually go into... I think this is it. You know, bottom of the sixth. So we got to get to bottom of the seventh. I'll just skip ahead here. Yeah, they play seven inning games. Yeah. yeah. So Quebec was, you know, the first seed through the round robin, and these two actually met in a prelim in the playoffs. So, All right. um, Team Atlantic, you know, they got to score four runs to force, and they do. So they end up tied twenty three all, going into the bottom of the seventh inning. <laughs> okay. So let's go ahead here. All right. Okay. It's still Atlantic tying things up. Okay. Good for them. Gosh, I gotta skip far ahead. Oh, there they are in the dugouts. Okay, so now we're bottom of the seventh. Okay. All tied at twenty-three. Okay. So here's the situation. First runner gets on, then they get an out, I think. Anyway, we end up in this situation where we got a runner on first, <laughs> runner on third, one out. All right. And this absolute like tree trunk of a man comes up, and they just decide collectively, okay, let's just walk this guy. So now they got bases loaded. So now they got bases loaded. Bottom of the inning. Here we go. This is the guy here. Like, I mean, this guy's a behemoth. They see him warming up there in the on-deck circle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to pitch to you. Oh, no, wait. Okay, this is the guy they are going to pitch to. Okay, so here you go. Yeah, they already, the, the, the guy is on first base, the big guy. So you got, got on first, second, and third. There's one out. Right. All right? So you're like, and if one run scores, it's game over. So, I mean, let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just watch this play here. And there's only one out. Uh -oh. Mr. Floyd. Did you see how that ended, Lee? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's look at it again. So the guy. But he didn't need to slide. So here, I'll tell you what happens, and then you can see it happen. So the ball goes to third. Yeah. It's a force play at third, so the third baseman touches the bag and is trying to double him up at home. It's a perfect scenario for the Atlantic, and as he throws the ball home, it hits the runner in the back. Oh, did it hit? Is yeah. that what happened? Yeah, okay. so take a, take a look here. Now that you know so what's happening. So it wasn't a bad no, throw. No, was, well, yeah. Touch third. Okay. Throw it home. Touch Boom. third. Oh, hit it did. Guy. It hit him in the back. Or, or back of the head, one or two. That was a heads-up play. Was... All right, so Quebec, uh, Quebec edged them out. In the men's, and then the uh, women's happened just after that. And All I right. believe Quebec won that one as well. Okay. But it they, was, I mean, you want to talk about dramatic endings, it doesn't get much more than that. And for Team Atlantic, that was a dream scenario, right? I'd rather watch that than Texas-Toronto. A hard-hit ball to the uh. third baseman, so he can step on third right away, and, and then all he's got to do is double him up. Now, why he went home instead of going across the diamond to get the guy at first? I don't know. It's hard to say. I, mean, I guess it was there. It was right there, yeah. exactly. Because all he was two outs. He could have gone to second. Line of sight. Oh, boy, oh, boy. 
That was a good ending. Uh, want to do the scams, Lee, or where do you want to go? Yeah, um, let's let's do that. And now, because and, I want to give an update a little bit later on the Heartland Forest as well. We we're going to touch right, on. Right. Okay. So I'll start with the one from the city of St. Catharines. Okay, city of St. Catharines issued a statement saying that they do not have employees of the city doing any research by phone or otherwise to find out about your electrical usage. There have been quite a number of calls that for some reason there is someone or someone's representing, they say, the city of St. Catharines conducting a study on electrical use. Now, as as part of that scam, whether they go toward trying to sell something that's going to conserve electricity or whatever the hell it is, I don't know. But it's not legit. It's a, they're not doing this. And almost always, Kevin, again, these people pick on the most vulnerable citizens in our society. Most of them are older people. For example, the next scam is the grandparent thing is still happening. And the Ontario Provincial Police uh, issued again. Uh, the grandparent scam is alive and well, unfortunately. Someone calls grandma or grandpa pretending to be their grandchild in trouble. They've either uh, they either need money to fix a vehicle or they need money to get out of jail or pay a fine or whatever. And that's not how law enforcement organizations work anyway. They would never say, call your grandparents or call your parents and get some money before we let you go. I mean, that just doesn't, that doesn't happen. All right? It just doesn't happen. Uh, and there is... Right there in that post, it says that there's a 20-minute 20, a, a 20 video that you can watch. If you want to go on Niagara 411, the 20-minute audio presentation. I say video. I'm sorry. It's an audio presentation. And, and it features... It's like listening to a podcast. Oh, look at this number, though. It's staggering. Yeah. They ha the Anti-Fraud Center has received reports totaling $9.2 million in victim losses associated to the emergency grandparents camps. And there's four months, uh, with four months, that was up to June 30th, I think, anticipated that the losses will greatly exceed the 2022 reported losses that totaled $9.4 million. And again, the most vulnerable people in our society. Older people that are trusting, and that's the one thing that I talk with friends about all the time, our parents' generation, my parents' generation, they were trained, they were brought up to trust people. It's just, it's just, they believed everything doctors said, they believed everything lawyers said, they believed everything the police said, they believed every, they did, they did not mistrust people the way, the way that we do now. I don't know whether that was a good thing or a bad thing, but it just seems very, very generational. And, and it's unfortunate that that is the case. And then there was a, a third warning issued just in the last week, and these have you know totals in the millions of dollars as well. Yeah, now this one is really something to, 
to watch out about that. I think this would apply to just about anything that you buy online because there is so much more commerce being done over the internet these days that this this happens to be though in a, a heavy machinery category. So what's happening is they receive the cops receive reports of victims purchasing heavy machinery or farm equipment from sellers believed to be in the United States, losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. So what's happening is somebody needs a piece of equipment, and this equipment is expensive stuff. So uh, like you and I do, they would, search, they would search the internet for it. Often they would find these sites that has, it would seem, exactly what the buyer is looking for at an almost unbelievable price. And there's the first flag that should be raised if you find yourself in the category of buying anything online whatsoever. If it's too good to be true, it is not true. But people are purchasing this and the other the other red flag here, as you'll see halfway down or three quarters of the way down through that post is, the fraudster requests payment in the form of a wire transfer. Not PayPal, not a credit card that has security, codes, etc. attached to it, but a wire transfer. That's just like cash. Well, it is cash. Uh, so that's what should get your attention. Nobody that is selling something legitimately is going to be asking you for a wire transfer over the internet. Okay? Um, just, just buyer, it's always buyer beware. Fraudsters use reputable websites to post stolen images and equipment information. If you don't know the buyer-seller, investigate them thoroughly. So they might have this equipment, but they also might have stolen it, and they're using pictures to sell it over and over and over again. They could sell the thing ten times. <laughs> and there you go. Now, Lee, in the last probably week, week and a half, uh, I've had two people try to scam me. Yeah. So, I mean, this stuff happens all the time. The first is I'm selling a refrigerator, and somebody contacted me and asked me, hey, I want to buy it, but not until next week. Can you take it offline? And I said, okay, as long as you e-transfer me the price in full. Yeah. So they responded and said, okay, fine. And then they sent me an email and said, okay, it's been sent. Now, I could tell right away that this was a scam. Uh, but a big clue because you deal in e-transfers all the time, right? So, and and my account is set up for auto deposit, right? And this was not being auto deposited, but it looked just like um, a regular e-transfer email that They're you would get. They're very good, these people. And then when I clicked on it just for fun because I knew just by bringing me to the website, nothing was happening. And it brought me to some website where I didn't go through the whole ordeal. I mm -hmm. closed it as quick as I could, but I knew that it was like, okay, now you're going to ask for all of my banking information. And it, it did not look like a bank website. Yeah. So that was the scam. And then on the flip side, somebody was selling. So that was a case where I was selling. This is a case where somebody else was selling um, a laptop. And I said, okay, I'm interested in, in purchasing <laughs> your laptop. This is a good story. I like and, in fact, story. they were giving away the laptop for free. Yes. So I said, okay, sure, I'll take that. I'll take that for free. And then uh, she responded and said, oh, unfortunately, due to my family situation, um, I've moved out to Alberta, uh, so let me contact and see what shipping is. So I knew where this was going. It's like, okay, there is no laptop. You just want me to pay you 
for whatever quote-unquote shipping is going to be, and I'll never see the laptop. But I'm going along with it, and she says, oh, by the way, I've moved now to um, Springer's, Alberta. (laughs) I'm making up it. So I responded to her. I go, wow, what a stroke of good luck. I've got family that lives in Springer's. Can I just have them pop by your house? Just come pick it up. Yeah, can I just have them pop by your house? And uh, never never heard from that person again. So there you go, on both sides of it, within a weekly, so... I mean, all these warnings that you see out there, those number amounts, the grandparent scam already this year, over $9, nine million. million. Dollars, nine and then million. just in the, uh, the farm just in, equipment. Just, just, just in, uh, uh, what, eight months? And that's just in phone calls and people calling you up and pretending to be your grandson or granddaughter saying, I need help. You got to send some money. And then the farm equipment was another to the tune of $10 million last year, whatever that's, it was. Yeah. That's, very, uh, and they're very creative. You know what I get a lot of? I get emails from Microsoft, supposedly from Microsoft, uh, telling me that my email account is going to be discontinued if I don't confirm da 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 da, and um, and it's a my now my security system on my uh, on my implements catch this stuff because there's there's something in the algorithms that are red flags for the software. So they, they always warn me that don't don't get sucked in by by that. It's not Microsoft. Microsoft is not doing that. They're not going to terminate your account. Does your phone do that now with phone calls? Do you get calls and underneath it says likely spam? No. Yeah, I get that now. Probably for about the last six months, I'll get calls and I I, I hate to say it, I almost get one a day. I got one already today, and it says yeah. under it likely spam. So it's probably it's probably part of whatever software upgrade that that you have. Going to join us on the program right now is the Executive Director of Community Support Services, Niagara. And uh, there's a fundraiser coming up and we wanted to let you know about it. Carolyn Askland is uh, here. uh, Carolyn, am I saying your last name right? Absolutely correct. Congratulations. One of a few. Yes. Askland? That is correct. Awesome. That is correct. Awesome. Okay. Well, I I can't claim sole responsibility for that, um, Kevin and I collaborated a little bit, and we figured that's what we should call you. That was a great collaboration, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I would take the credit for it, Lee. All right, um, all right, I will. It's all me. Okay, so uh, first of all, tell us about Community Support Services of Niagara. What do you guys do? So, thank you for the question. Uh, so. Here at Community Support Services, we're a not-for-profit agency uh, supporting the entire Niagara region, and we uh, support seniors and adults with disabilities to live independently in their home through some uh, support services or some social services. So programming includes transportation, uh, where we would uh, drive seniors to medical appointments, homemaking, uh, Meals on Wheels is one of our more widely known services. Okay. delivering a hot meal. Right. Uh, we also offer lunch out programs, friendly visited, in-home assessment, and all of this is delivered through uh, some dedicated volunteers, about 300 plus volunteers that uh, help us in implementing these services. Now you must receive some sort of grant uh, support, but usually the grant support is not enough. You need to top things up, which is why we're talking to you today, right? 
that is 100%. We're very grateful to um, Ontario Health West for some, some annual base funding, but as you indicated, it's not quite enough uh, to meet all of the needs in our community. So we're out here pounding the pavement and, uh, you know, writing lots of grants, hosting some fundraisers and relying on our great community uh, to support us so we can support our clients. All right. Now, here's where the rubber hits the road. Tell us about the Laugh With Us comedy fundraiser you got coming up. Yep. Yeah, so we're really excited. So we have partnered with Garden City Comedy. And this Friday night, uh, September 15th, uh, starting at 7 p.m., we have four great comedians lined up to entertain our guests. So we have David Green, Chris Jarvis, Thomas Callan, and Jimmy England, England are about to take the stage uh, for a great night of laughs. And all the time you're laughing, knowing uh, you're supporting seniors so they can continue to remain in their home happy and independent. And at Branch 4 of the Royal Canadian Legion in Welland, right? That is correct. 383 Morningstar Street in Welland is where we'll be. Our doors open at 6 p.m. The show starts at 7 uh, we'll have uh, access to, to a bar, so you can grab a, a beverage, alcohol or non, uh, as well as we'll have a 50-50 raffle taking place that night as well. So great evening out uh, with some friends and maybe some new friends and a few laughs supporting. What is uh, your target, Carolyn, for local fundraising for the organization? What do you try to, what do you try to bring in over the course of a year? So over the course of the year, we would need to bring in uh, about $150,000 annually wow. in order to bring in a balanced budget. So that comes through a variety of different different initiatives, fundraisers, grants, uh, donations, etc. So it's a, it's a big ask, mm -hmm. uh, but we know that our senior population is deserving of the best. Uh, they supported us for generations to come, and now it's our turn to support them. And, and, and of course, there's always uh, in an organization like yours, um, full accountability. I mean, you, you publish where the money goes and how it's spent and you're, you're accountable for reporting on that, right? That is 100%. So each year we uh, have an audit that takes place and uh, we report uh, through our annual report and our, our financial statements are on our website for anybody to go in and have a gander flipping through as to how we spend every single penny. Tickets are how much? Uh, tickets are $25, okay. or if you want to bring eight of your yourself and seven of your closest friends, a table of eight is $175, and you can purchase tickets uh, by visiting our website, www.happyinmyhome.ca, and click on the link, and we'll happily process that order Happ for you. Happyinmyhome.ca. That's a pretty good price for a table of eight. You save a little I bit. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think, you know, it's a great night out. You know, you're supporting uh, a local agency, supporting, you know, potentially your, your parents or grandparents or neighbors uh, to be able to be uh, connected to these services. And it's going to be a great evening. I guarantee it. And it's always fun to share with friends, too. So find find seven people that don't hate you and go. So that's good. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I, I, I take my friends and say, who's coming to join me? Let's ha get out and have a laugh. Happyinmyhome.ca, you get your tickets there. And Carolyn, I want to touch on that before we let you go. 
it is so important for some people as they as they age to to be in the familiar surroundings to be in their home to have uh, have some some peace of mind in the fact that they're not going to have to be relocated to some unfamiliar and for them sometimes scary place um, not that the places are that necessarily scary but they but there's it's important that these people are allowed to be in their own home. There's comfort in being in the home of your choice, 100%. And um, and these support services mean that they have regular, like you say, Meals on Wheels being one of the more more well-known services. But what are some of the what are some of the other things that you do for people that we might not be aware of? Well, I think one of the, the key items that accompanies every single service, whether it's Meals on Wheels or a transportation ride, is we spend a lot of time training our volunteers and our frontline staff to be able to look out for red flags and warnings that maybe somebody may not pick up. So uh, where can we you know, notify a family member or caregiver where we're seeing a change in behavior or a decline in health? Mm-hmm. How can we help them to connect to other services across the continuum of care? Uh, we're very well connected within um, all of the agencies in Niagara that deal with health through the NOHT ESON. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really incredible. We're not just there to drop off a meal or provide a ride. We're companionship, we're friendships. Many of our clients live alone and indicate that they feel isolated and loneliness and seeing a friendly and caring face means so much to have, you know, a conversation, someone who's invested in your well-being. And I think that's the added benefit um, when you are receiving our services. If someone would like to volunteer to help you do what you do, how do we do that? Again, happyinmyhome.ca. Uh, click on the volunteer tab and there's a form that you can fill out and send it over to us and uh, one of the staff team will reach out to you, have a conversation and really determine where we can match your interests, your abilities and time within the greatest need. That's great. Uh, Laugh With Us Comedy Fundraiser. Happyinmyhome.ca is the website. Buy your tickets. It's Friday night, Branch 4 of the Legion in Welland. Uh, doors at six, show at seven, right? Correct. Okay, Carolyn Askin. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, enjoy. Have fun. Have a lot of laughs. Uh, those guys. Uh, I, I. I think we'll. We'll make sure it's a fun evening. Thank you very much for your time. Hey, it's thank you. Pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, Kevin. Sounds like a. Sounds like a fun night. Yeah, how could you lose? David Green always puts together a great show and a great lineup, and i got to give it a shout-out there. They said from 6 until 7, a uh, friend of the show, a friend of mine, David Iandrea. Oh, gosh, I think I butchered his last name. <laughs> but um, great, classics, great classic singer, and he's going to be crooning for everybody there to kind of just warm up the crowd as oh, they really? pour in from 6 until 7. So that's part of the, part of the fun as well. All right, and we're going to have, a, a once again, a Niagara Entertainer Entertainment Group. I guess we call it, which will play us off the stage at the end of the program. Davis Hall and the Green Lanterns are going to be performing a song called Carrot Town uh, when, we, when we say goodbye. But before we do that, 
Uh, I, I mentioned, Kevin, that we wanted to touch on the, the Heartland Forest that went through some some sad times. Not not all that long ago. There's some vandalism and things happened there. But I, we're back up and we're back up and running. Uh, I think and ready to go here. And there were, I know Kevin had some pictures. He's searching madly for them. Yeah, right just now. trying to pull them up here. And I mean, well, here was the original one, Lee, and this was the the senseless vandalism out there. Yeah. I mean, so sad to report. I mean, you see what just happened. These are just ne'er-do-wells, you know? Yeah. Just people causing trouble just to be jerks, amongst other names we could call them. <laughs> yeah. The update for us here, because there is an update. While we're, while we're waiting for that update uh, I want to thank Kaya Destiny for coming on the program she's the uh, sister-in-law of Miguel Flores the young man 30 years old who was stabbed to death in Niagara Falls on September the 6th after a confrontation somehow that took place with seven people against Miguel after having spent some time in a bar till the wee small of the morning, about three o'clock in the morning. And there are still unanswered questions, but I suppose in time that will come out. And a 31-year-old by the name of Devin Kinnear, ostensibly from Kitchener, turned himself in the next day and police arrested him. He has been charged with second-degree murder in connection with the death of Miguel Flores. And I want to thank Kia for being strong and coming on and telling us about Miguel. All right, let's uh, leave on a positive here. Lee. Let's and, do that. And this is the update from Heartland Forest. And, uh, I mean, there's the Heartland Post right there. Looks nice now, doesn't it? There we go. Thank you to our amazing community. The bridge rebuild has begun. Cheers to all those who sent words of encouragement and to those who gave financially. We're so grateful. Special thanks to Rona in Niagara Falls for helping us with the materials and to uh, Junior General Fences for volunteering their time and skill today. Alongside our wood shop team, Adam Kane gives them a thumbs up. So to JR General Fences and, uh, and Rona, good on you for donating materials to your community. Well done. Yeah, you can see it somewhere there. Yeah. Nice when a plan comes together. But think of the the senseless cost of of doing this. If people had not stepped up and and contributed and, and donated materials and effort and, and such. You know, flip Flip side of the same coin, I guess. You get the jerks on one side and the angels on the other. So good job. Heartland Forest, once again, getting a facelift it needs. Super. Yeah, all right, and uh, on that note, Lee, let's, uh, let's cue up this. I, I really, you know what? I hope people stick around for this song because it's uh, the band's pretty interesting and uh, the song's pretty cool. The name of the new album. Yeah, is awesome. we were talking. I wanted you to mention that. What it's Canborough and Canberra. It's just the the album title is called Canborough Canborough. Okay, 
and because the 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 fellow that uh, is the lead it's Jim Casson Jim Casson uh, he's from Fenwick so hence the Canborough <laughs> and of course with the two spellings yeah right it's got the Canborough with the O and the Canborough with the O U G H staying staying true to their roots Davis Hall and the Green Lanterns and Carrot Town is what you're going to see in just a second. This has been episode 20 of season four. Now you're 411 Live with Lee Sterry. Kevin, it's always a pleasure to Gales, as well as Ace Alignment and Diverge Insurance and Hartzell Marine. Again, thank you very much for your support. See you in a couple of weeks. This record is specially designed to teach any healthy, normal parakeet to talk by using a scientific new method. A carefully trained voice repeats over and over the same words, the same phrase, in a manner that most parakeets are most likely to imitate. Good morning.